Happy 38th birthday. And I hear it's your second anniversary wedding. I hear you've been working really hard as a defense attorney and your birthday is here. Happy birthday. We celebrate you today. Hope your birthday is booming. We get a small break from NFL free agency. Names and teams have been flying all around the airwaves, but we get to talk a little bit of basketball today, especially with the Westwood Patriots moving on to tomorrow night's regional final in Sault Ste. Marie. Tanner Hoops on the Sports Pen with you, joined by the pride of ABC 10 and Marquette. <laughs> Rachel Zerby on for the last time, along with John Michael Hoflane. Thank you both for being here. What a sad day it, it is. It is a sad day. <laughs> it's very kind that you speak about me that way. Yeah. Oh, we're going to miss you, so we're going to have a good one here yes. today before uh, you head off to do bigger and better things. Congratulations on your MAB award. Oh, I saw oh, that you. last week. Thank you. Football frenzy doing as well as ever. I tell you what, we uh, have basketball to start with. We'll get to NFL free agency, but we all need a little time to catch our breath. And I've got the ACC tournament on the iPad here in the office. I'm watching, waiting for Notre Dame to collapse and their season come to an end. Uh, Duke is going to get a couple of days of rest before they have to play their first ACC tournament game. They get the double bye, and they expect Zion Williamson to be back. Here's where I don't want to go on a rant, but I'm going to run a little bit of a rant because I love Coach K. And right now, one of the most disappointing takes that I'm hearing from several people is that Coach K is selfish, trying to rush Zion back just so he can win a title. Stu Gatz in the Dan Levitard show yesterday said he would never do this if his name was Zion Krzyzewski. If he was his kid, he wouldn't be trying to rush him back and risk his NBA career like this. I don't think Coach K is rushing him back because Coach K doesn't need to win another title. His legacy is cemented. It's firm. It's not going to depend on whether he wins a title this year or not. You think back to the 07-08 tournament, whatever it was, when Duke was a two-seed. They got bounced by number 15 Lehigh in the first round. And if that didn't damage his legacy or create some permanent impact that he can't recover from... This won't if he doesn't win a tournament this season. So I don't see where people are getting that Coach K is trying to rush Zion back. Would he like to win it? I'm sure he would. But in the end, it's up to Zion. I mean, he doesn't have to take the court. No one would blame him if he doesn't, considering what's happened to him and what he could be in the NBA. Nobody would blame him. He'd still go number one overall. In the end, it's not up to the trainer or Coach K. It's up to Zion. Didn't Zion come out and say that he wants to play? Yeah, maybe he yeah. wants to play for a national title team. No, yeah, that's the first thing that, like, <laughs> like when you hang around athletes, like, what's the one thing they want to do more than anything else? Mm -hmm. It's play the game. Yeah. So I, I would think that, if anything, it's not really Coach K. It's more Zion trying to push himself to come back earlier and earlier and earlier because he just wants to be a part of the team once again. And I think it's the media blowing this whole thing way out of proportion. Mm -hmm. I can see where all the takes are coming from, but if this happened to any other player other than Zion, we would not be sitting here discussing this I right mean, now. With a guy like Coach K, with such like a squeaky clean like record in terms of never really having a uh, what's this, controversy during right. the tenure with Duke, you're gonna like any small thing you get on him, any sort of dirt, it's gonna get picked up immediately. So. There, there just isn't a story here. I mean, Coach K's legacy does not hinge on whether he wins a national title this year or not. The only thing that could tarnish his reputation is some major ethics scandal. We're talking Patino or Paterno-esque, that kind of ethics scandal. Yeah, like this has nothing to do with Coach K at all. No. It's Zion and the NCAA. Mm -hmm. 
And it's the NCAA's policy yeah. regarding student-athletes. And that's where you get into the whole, should they be paid, should they not? And, I mean, I, I'm, I don't I know totally how. I know, stuff. I know, I <laughs> know. But I don't know how I feel about it personally. I mean, I don't – I see where the athletes should mm-hmm. get some kind of compensation. I don't know about paying college athletes, but, like, profiting off their likeness, their image, jersey sales. I mean, I have no problem with that. Like, I thought they do get, like, incentives and – paid in a way like going from temple i've heard the football players literally brag about they got like three thousand dollar checks is that legal i don't know <laughs> rachel just accidentally throw all of temple athletics yeah. under yeah, the we're bus. exposing the temple owl football program i mean like they like you get incentives well uh, i mean do you <laughs> i mean like yeah apparently at temple you do i they're going to investigate. Come on, you go now. on road trips that you, like, they get, like, food. Like vouchers? Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. That. I mean, I, I get that kind of, like, when my brother was playing for Seattle U's baseball team, he, he like, every bus trip, they'd give him, like, 12 bucks and be like, is that what you're talking about? No, like, I, I literally heard they get, like, checks because they don't have time to have jobs and stuff. Like, I, there's money there. This could be fun to try well, and do an expose. It, isn't the whole thing, isn't the whole thing like, uh, you don't need money because we're giving you a scholarship? Which ends up sucking for a lot of that's guys. That's like, like the that. outside world looking, and that's not like a, the D1 athletes. Like, they don't think like that. Yeah, but isn't that like with the, with the college way of thinking? The, the university way of thinking is like, we're giving you a scholarship, which is our form of payment. Well, I mean, like, yeah, it is. But the thing is... But when you watch the NCAA tournament and the NCAA is making millions off of these athletes mm-hmm. and they don't see any of it, that's well, when I think it's an issue. And the thing with the scholarship is that doesn't benefit players like Zion, guys who are going to leave after one year. I mean, it's great to have a free education, what have you, but players like that aren't staying to get their degree. But, like, yeah, I was going to say you're getting an education, but you're not going to get a degree, exactly. so who cares? Mm-hmm. What's I mean, that one year do for you? Nothing. right. right. So, I mean, they're talking about the one-and-done rule being, getting rid of it. Yeah. Yeah, lowering the age that a player can declare for the draft from 19 to 18. It's good to see they're taking steps in the right direction. It's unfortunate this is what it took for it to happen, Zion's injury. It's funny because my dad, uh, who's like a huge, he's a huge college basketball fan. He thinks the opposite. He thinks that uh, players should be required to have two or three years in college before they can enter the draft because he thinks having a degree. Football. Yeah, he thinks having a degree is like, or having some sort of education is way more important uh, and will like help you out more if you fail at basketball in the long run. But I don't disagree with that. That's the smart thing to do, but it's not practical, just based on the way college sports operate. That's the smart thing. I agree. Anytime you have a degree, that sets you up for life a lot better than athletics could, gives you more security. Because how many of these guys are actually going to make it in the pros? Exactly. That's what, like, I was kind of going to, like, sound bad in a way. Like, what, 60 guys get drafted every year in the NBA? The G League, you're not making any money. So if you are a hothead and you drop out of school to, like, pursue your NBA dream, like, you're going to have to go back eventually to get your degree or you're not going to do anything with your life. Well, like, here's the thing. I, I get I get that whole thing like and, and for the most part I feel like most players in the second uh, in the second round and even like late first round are juniors and seniors who have pretty much finished out their uh, educational careers. But when you're when you're a very early pick and you know you're going to be a very early pick coming out of high school, what's the point 
of playing playing in college at all. Right. Well, yeah, that's why they're going to lower the age. They should lower the age to 18. I do think they should do that. Well, if they do that, though, how, how many of those players who would have ended up being second-round picks are going to feel hot-headed and be like, oh, I'm just not going to go to college and work on my basketball career? No, I'm saying, like, now. Like, there are people who will drop out, like, after their second year and be like, oh, I'm going to the NBA. And then they won't get drafted. And then they'll, like, spend their time in the G League and, like, you don't make money at the G League. Or you'll play so, three years in Europe yeah. and then fizzle out. So it's like, why... I just don't get those players who don't just finish out their degree. Well, and the problem with making it a non-requirement to have to go to college at least for one year, then you're going to get a lot of these guys. Every high schooler who thinks he can ball as a senior is going to want to declare for the NBA draft. And Mm -hmm. you're putting a lot of kids' futures at risk by doing that. But at the same point, they're just going to go there for one year. That's it. And they're not really much better of a spot. Mm -hmm. But but at the same time, if you force them to go to college, like at least a little bit, that forces them to look into it, think about their future a little bit more. Because as many steps as you can take, as many uh, steps as you can take, like the whole... um, when they're try- when somebody's thinking about doing something life changing, they put a lot of steps into it. That way, with each step, the person has to think about it one more time, one more time, one more time, and that just adds to the decision making process. And I think that's like one of the benefits of having a player uh, play in college for at least one year is just they have to think about their like money spending habits in their future a little bit more. I don't know. My thing is just coming from like a D one school; those athletes weren't there for their education. No. If they go there for that one year, they're not there for the education. They don't care about class. Right. They don't pay attention. They're not going to be learning how to save money and all that stuff. And that's why they're just there to play the sport. That's why I don't like that college or they require you to go to college to declare for the NBA draft because uh, you see a player like Zion and you wonder if his NBA career would have been ruined. But then you wonder if you do get rid of that rule where you have to go to at least one year of college basketball. How many players are that actually going to benefit? Like, how many Zions are out there? Yeah. That's what confuses me about this. Or where I'm torn, I should say. Yeah, I don't know. I go back and forth with it. I know. I wrestle with it. It's Because whatever, complex. like, obviously college education, you want that. But when you're going to be making millions of dollars, you don't need that. No. Can I go on a tangent real quick before we go, uh, we go to the it, break? Tanner. Because I forgot it. to update the greatest movie of all time polls. Oh. <laughs> Uh, we finished the first round matchups yesterday. Here are the results. Uh, we're in the baseball bracket, by the way. Benchwarmers got 92% of the vote. They beat Million Dollar Arm. Uh, what else have we? The Sandlot, 94% to the Bad News Bears, 6 Really? Yeah. I didn't expect that one to be close. This one kind of surprised me. Major League is out. They lost to 42, 73% to 27. Not necessarily that... 42-1, maybe by that wide of a margin. And, what, are they, what, uh, what are these matchups? You have bench warmers going up against Million Dollar Arm? It's a blind like, draw. I mean, it's a bracket. Right. You vote on Twitter. And Angels in the outfield, 77% to the Naturals, 23%. So Angels in the outfield is moving on. So now we're on to the quarterfinals and everything. Here are the football matchups you're voting on today. Polls are open at ESPN-UP. They will be doing so until midnight on Twitter. Invincible against Rudy. Audience, you know how to vote. And that's with whichever movie you think is the best between Uh those two. No bias. 
the longest yard, pick whichever one is your favorite, against Varsity Blues. We are Marshall, or Remember the Titans, and Draft Day against Any Given Sunday. Those are the four quarterfinals in the football bracket. You can vote on those until midnight tonight. So we got that taken care of. I always hate it when I forget to do that to start the show. Just so excited to see you both again and makes me forget. I don't want to be a distraction for you, Tanner. (laughs) You're never going to see Rachel again, though, so... Oh, we're going to the Sioux tomorrow. Yeah. Yep. Rachel and I will both be there for the Sioux. <laughs> you can hear the game out here on ESPN-UP, and you can see the highlights on ABC10. Oh, yeah. We owe you our, uh, <laughs> our first time out coming up. Uh, Jeff Van Gundy had some interesting thoughts on the Lakers and what they should do with LeBron James in the offseason. Plus, James Dolan and Russell Westbrook had some interesting interactions with fans this week. Next in the Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen. Weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. Sports Pen on ESPN-UP, Tuesday afternoon. Tanner Hoops, Rachel Zerby, John Michael Hofling in the studio with you. Looking at the NBA, it's been a tumultuous week, especially for the Lakers as they continue to struggle. They're dropping like flies. Ingram is out for the season. Lonzo's out for the season. LeBron on a minutes restriction. And the other night during ESPN's ABC coverage of the Celtics-Laker game, Jeff Van Gundy had some interesting thoughts on LeBron James and what the Lakers should do regarding him. Here's the audio from that game. And look, I think in the offseason... They have to rebuild this roster, right? And to me, it could be a trade with, you know, for an Anthony Davis, or I think they need to explore trading LeBron for getting as much as they can. What are you doing? Seriously. No, seriously, what are you doing? No, you've got to get on the right timeline. If I could, I'm going to say, if I could trade him for the Clippers into cap space, which would give me a better chance to get Durant or Kawhi Leonard, would I not do that? Okay, LeBron James is not getting traded. Okay, you got to put everything on the table. No, you can't. I all I hear from the players now is it's business. Everything is business. Well, if it's business, then I have to do what's best for my business. I'm not saying you definitely trade him. I'm saying everything's on the table to get this team better. Everything. So he has been criticized for that. Uh, People say it's crazy. I don't think it'll happen. I don't think LeBron will get traded. But I actually like the idea. Why would LeBron trade himself? That was the dumbest thing I've honestly (laughs) ever heard. You think so? I think I just got dumber listening to that. Why do you think that, though? Why would they trade LeBron? Because they're not good with him. And they're not going to be unless they attract another star talent. And he's not a guy you can build around. He's 34, coming off injury, locked into a four-year deal. That's not the guy I want to build around, especially when you're not going to get other talent to come to him. And... I don't think it's any fault of his own, but people don't like being his teammate. Like, I I will say, like, yeah, it's a business. Do what's best for your business. But at the same time, I feel like keeping LeBron, the best player in the world, one of the most marketable guys in the world, is still really good for business. Keeping him in the number two market in America at Staples Center, one of the biggest sports venues in America, is good for business. But they're not winning. You, you know what? I mean, that's bad for business. Yeah, lose, losing is is bad for business. But you know what else is really bad for business? Trading away 
arguably the best player ever. Yeah, but he's not popular in L.A. like he was in Cleveland. Like, when he passed MJ in the all-time scoring list, it was just kind of a polite golf clap. It was, you know, he's wearing a Laker uniform or kind of obligated to do this. He's going to get booed out of the building if and when he passes Kobe on the list. He's never going to be what Kobe was out there. I mean, if he was a superstar favorite, like a fan favorite out there, well, it'd be one thing. Th- well, that's the thing. Is the Laker, I mean, I, I lived in L.A. for a while. Lakers fans have a little bit, and I don't know if this is like their fault, so to speak, but it's like Patriots fans have this sort of expectation now with their players. And you get LeBron James, and you expect him to be at 34 better than Kobe, and you're like, okay, what do you want? And LeBron has to be like, okay, what do you want from me? And they're like, oh, if you give us, you know, like six titles, then we'll be all right. And then you're like... Okay, I'm 34. You expect me to win six titles? That means like I have to win one every year. Beat the Warriors, beat the Rockets, beat the beat the Young Jazz, beat the Young Nuggets every year, and do it every year until I'm 40. No, he he's not going to do that. Like there needs to there needs to come a level of re, reality at some point in fans' expectations. And I, you have LeBron, you have. Staples Center, you have LA, you have a beach, you ha- you, you're not sitting in 34 degree weather and talking about how it feels like summer. It's, you can attract stars still, I feel like. I mean, the Lakers are in full on take mo- tank mode right now. Right. So. But looking ahead to next year, if he's not winning with his group now, why do we think he's going to next year? They need Oof. to have at least one more piece. I say this literally every week. I'm so sick of people thinking that like LeBron James was going to be the solution to the L.A. Lakers. I didn't think he would be, but I thought they'd make the playoffs. What, I, as an eighth seed? Make, like, yeah. I, I said seventh seed, but yeah. But still, like everyone's like, oh, LeBron. I mean, he kind of maybe did break the Lakers a little. but That's what I mean. What do you expect? The Lakers were trash. They no, were trash. Yeah. Nobody, no, I didn't. Nobody expected them to be. Insane. I just don't understand. Like I'm so sick of hear, hearing about the Lakers and LeBron James and them expecting them to like win all this time. Like every time you turn on first take and all that national media, well, know, that's, that's all that's you hear Stephen about. A. Smith. That's all you hear about. That's I'm not sick of me. It. That's not the sports pen. I'm just over it. I'm not surprised by this at all. This happens with like every LeBron team. What do you mean this happens with every LeBron team? I mean, he pushed Kyrie, Kyrie out. No, Kyrie pushed himself out because he wanted to be the star player. I'm sorry. If Bonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzma, and all those young guys are too hard-headed did, did that he they put, don't want to play with the best player in the world, then they should get shipped did, out. Did, Goodbye. I mean, did he push Dwayne Wade or Chris Bosh out? No. No. But, like, there was all, like, the end of his time in, in Cleveland, there was, like, whatever people have come out and said stuff about lebron james whatever but the lakers i just i don't want to hear about them anymore they're irrelevant tell you what um we're not gonna oblige i'm sorry we've still got a little bit of Lakers <laughs> stuff that we need to get through uh and just hear me out because i want to get your take on this if this is a correct theory or not uh but this is just a theory younger players can have beef with a guy like lebron and that's certainly what they have right now uh when he was a member of the Miami Heat, that certainly was the case. But LeBron didn't have as much control, certainly, as he has right now with the Lakers or with the Cavs, where he ran those organizations. But the front office still accommodated him. They brought in guys like Mike Miller and James Jones, guys that you know were past their prime. But LeBron said, these are my boys, and I want you to bring them down here on veterans' minimum contracts. And they did. 
So when those younger players had beef with LeBron, they could go to guys like Miller or to Jones or even Dwayne Wade, and you know they'd kind of point him in the right direction and you know get him back to focusing on basketball. But the Lakers don't have those kind of veterans who are going to be the mediator between LeBron and the young guns right now because Lance Stevenson's not going to do that and Rajon Rondo is not going to be that kind of guy. Is that a good theory or not? It's pretty good theory. I, I think Rajon Rondo can be uh, a veteran that people can go to. I mean, he had that whole Instagram post uh, trying to defend LeBron and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And maybe that actually pushes the younger players away. Come to think about it now. But, I mean, it makes sense that they there needs to be a mediator. But I think that's where somebody like Magic Johnson or Luke Walton needs to step in. Rachel's knuckles are white, gripping the table. She's not kidding, and she says she is sick of listening to the Lakers. So, okay, you win. Just let LeBron James live his life, please. Uh, how about Russell Westbrook and James Dolan, their two interactions with fans this week? Uh, James Dolan was yelled at by a fan, not even a cost. He was yelled at by a fan from the stand saying, sell the team because many people think he's the worst owner in all of sports. And it's nothing nobody said to him before, but he had security escort the fan out. And then last night in Utah, there was a shouting match between Russell Westbrook and a jazz fan who has been identified as Shane Kiesel, went on TV and explained his side of the story where Russell Westbrook told him that he was going to do something that's not safe for work to him and his wife, who apparently stayed out of it. Uh... This was kind of weird this week with interactions between players and fans. Just leave the players and athletes alone. Or players and athletes, they're the same person. (laughs) The coaches, athletes, GMs, just leave them alone. Just leave them alone. I don't blame them for coming back at them at all. I have no issue with that. You know, I would agree with that. But at the same time, like, wouldn't it be great if we just left them alone and did something like that? But that's never going to be the case. And I think... I think it just goes to show, like, my opinion of Russell Westbrook has never been high. If that was somebody like James Harden or LeBron or Steph Curry, they would have embraced it or they would have done something to sort of turn it around in a positive light. But then you get somebody like Russell Westbrook who needs his stats padded, needs to be the man all the time, wants to be known as the best with such a light, with such a thin skin. And, like, anything sort of sets him off. And this is a fan. He has nothing on you, Russell. He has nothing on you. So why even bother? Like, like the, I'm, I'm, the... re- I'm receiving criticism right now, too. But, like, how bad would it look on me if I went out of my way to sort of talk about the, the people talking bad on me? Nope. It, Nobody better be talking bad about you. <laughs> we'll go beat him up. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We can't do that. I mean, I, I know, like, us as fans, we're never going to really leave athletes alone. But to take it to a next level where you actually have beef with someone is <laughs> annoying. Like, I, why? I don't know. If, like, someone That's kept cool. attacking me, though, I'd tell them to... If you were an athlete? Yeah. Well, if you were going out of your way to, like talk crap about me like on the sidelines and stuff like i'm i will tell you but like what's the point just to like i just don't like when people are gonna come at me okay so like what's the point of a fan going after an athlete what's the point right so have the athlete stand up for himself that's what i'm saying that's great you can't stand up for yourself but i'm saying that somebody like a james harden lebron james steph curry would have handled that 
much, much better because Russ has that attitude. But that's who Russ is. <laughs> I don't care. I'm, well, I'm all I, for I, Russ I, doing that. Personally, I think that that's something Russell needs to work on because mm-hmm. he just doesn't have the capacity to take it. He can, he, he can dish it, but he can't take it. James Dolan should sell the Knicks, though. He's really well, bad. Well, well, yeah. But even yeah, the, even did. so, like, Conor McGregor got arrested yes. for smashing a fan's phone. Just someone ran out and, like, punched a pitcher on the mound somewhere. I saw ESPN did a whole thing mm. with all these fan interactions. Just, just, like, this guy literally is going out of his way to, like, ruin Russell Westbrook's life. Yeah. You live in Utah. <laughs> End of story. Yeah, Conor McGregor's moment. Uh, was a lot different. Smashing that fan's phone at a hotel in Miami yesterday morning. Yeah. What a last uh, year or so it's yeah, been I was gonna for say, Conor he's McGregor. He's kind of always finding himself in trouble. Well, yeah, it's just the thing. You give, you give people with attitude problems, and a, and a lot of you give them money and a, a platform, and all of a sudden they feel entitled. And I'm not saying every athlete is like that, but I'm saying somebody like Conor McGregor, whose job it is to basically hype up every one of his fights because he's become such an uh, exuberant personality. He, he has to live up to that, and then you give him a bunch of money and you, you make it so that nobody can tell, tell him off. It, it, it gives him that sort of feeling that he can do whatever he wants. He's invisible. He, invincible. He's untouchable. And then, guess what? It comes back to bite him. I mean, yeah, I just think, like, at the end of the day... All these famous people, they're humans, too. They just right. have a lot of money. So if they want to stand up for themselves, like, I don't see the issue. There's it's no just like any other person no coming at someone. They're just themselves. in the spotlight. No, I mean, I'm on the same boat. Like, there's no problem with standing up to themselves, but there's a line. You don't cross that line between standing up for yourself and being the bad guy. I just don't think fans should go out of their way to I, be I agree. The Wouldn't it be great if they didn't? But that's just not going to be the case. Like, to the point, like, when have you ever, like, this dude, like, comes at Russ on Twitter? Like, he is purposely going out of his way. I just think that's he ridiculous. Did. They, they did resurface like, a lot of old tweets yeah. from him to Russell Westbrook. That's embarrassing. Honestly, if I if that was my husband, I'd divorce him. <laughs> no, I, I, I think Russell was put in an uncomfortable spot. And, yeah, it's tough to do, but I think he could have had better judgment and i'm, not, and I'm, I think I'm it, not saying he's in the wrong no yeah and i just think it did blow up too because it is russ and that's his how he his is persona. yeah i tell you what uh we owe you a timeout when we come back nfl free agency officially starting officially underway several big names on the move including nick Foles, jaguars with a brand new quarterback but how much of an upgrade is he next in the sports pen on espn up Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen. Weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. Welcome back to The Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. Here is your Sports Center update. The Pittsburgh Penguins have agreed to a one-year deal with former Michigan Tech captain Jake Lucchini. Elsewhere, the NHL rules that Toronto defenseman Morgan Riley did not direct a homophobic slur at an official during Monday night's game against Tampa Bay. And finally, according to Forbes, the University of Louisville basketball program has been deemed more valuable and last year was more profitable than three NBA franchises. The Oklahoma City Thunder, the Cleveland Cavaliers, and the Charlotte Hornets. How about that, MJ? Your team's not valuable, but you are. NFL free agency 
Uh, more like a frenzy yesterday. Names were flying everywhere. Right as we were signing off on our show, it was announced that Nick Foles had signed a deal with the Jacksonville Jaguars. He was probably the biggest uh, biggest groundbreaking news story from yesterday's free agency market, although several others were on the move, several high-profile guys. Deshaun Jackson is on his way back to Philadelphia, started his career there. They're going to sign Malik Jackson, too. Uh, the New York Jets looked like they were stockpiling on a few key pieces and then find out Anthony Barr's backed out of his deal, and he's going to stay with Minnesota, who released Anderson Dejo. They're freeing up a little cap space. Landon Collins signs with Washington. Why the Giants didn't tag him and just let him walk, I do not know. Uh, any favorite moment from yesterday from either of you? Yeah, I think one of the most underrated moves of the one of the dumbest moves on one end and the most underrated move on the other end is the Jets trading for Kaleche Osamele, mm. the guard from the Raiders. For a fifth-round pick? That's insane. This is a guy who's a, 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 one year removed from being a two-time Pro Bowler uh, on one of the be- on what used to be one of the best offensive lines in the league. And the Raiders just get Antonio Brown. They need to protect Carr because he's been totally destroyed with injuries. And if you get a guy like Brown, you need him to be able to run routes, not just do little quick outs, which means you need to give Carr time in the pocket. So why would you trade away one of your best offensive linemen? It makes no sense on the Raiders' ends with with what they've done, and it, the, the Jets just killed that trade, in my opinion. I give the Jets credit. They're having a good free agency period. I don't yeah. know when's the last time we could have said that. It, 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 it felt good. Yeah. It felt Like, being a Niners fan, it felt good to see the Raiders just sort of do that. <laughs> I mean, mine aren't going to be any surprises, obviously. Right. Good to see Anthony Barr deciding to stay. Yep. Sad to see Andrew Sandeo go. Yep. I just liked him because he was kind of like the bad boy in he a was. way. And I liked that. He was the hard-hitting safety. And then, I mean, it's nice to see Nick Foles get paid. Obviously, Deshaun Jackson back to Philly. A lot of people are hype about that. Uh, before, I want to pick your brain a little on Nick Foles, but before I do that, should the Vikings keep Kyle Rudolph? Oh, I love him. I know, I do too. He's a Notre Dame guy, but he's getting older. He's eating up a lot of cap space. I don't know. I like him a lot. I I I want him. I I do too. Like, he didn't... He's kind of non-existent. I think that's kind of where Vikings fans are right now, is we love him. He's a fan favorite, but... (laughs) He's such a good guy. Like, I I went to the U.S., the Vikings-Miami game, and when he was up for, like, the Walter Payton... Yep. The whole stadium crying because mm-hmm. of like what he does for Minnesota. So yeah. he's just one of those good guys you want around. But uh, no, yeah, there comes a point but, where, but yeah. in my opinion, it's just like you have Rudolph, but he's not used. You have two yeah. of the best receivers in the game, right? So get a blocking tight end because your quarterback is on a fully <laughs> guaranteed contract. You're in a division that now has Trey Flowers and Khalil Mack, which means there's going to be a lot of pass rushing. So get a, get a tight end that can block and protect your guy. Tell you what, Nick Foles gets a four-year, $88 million deal to go to Jacksonville. I'm happy for Nick Foles. I like him. I'm rooting for Nick Foles. But that deal scares me. Giving $88 million, 50-plus guaranteed, to a guy who started no more than 11 games in a single season, that worries me a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it should. He's making more than Tom Brady, Phillip Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger, Cam Newton, or Russell Wilson. But not Kirk Cousins. Yeah, not Kirk Cousins, or Jimmy G, or Alex Smith. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, I, I, I like it, because 
compared to the Kirk Cousins deal where you give a guy who's been to the playoffs once and lost by 20 uh, the biggest contract ever or the most fully guaranteed contract ever, you're actually giving a guy who has shown he can win a Super Bowl against one of the greatest dynasties we've ever seen. So, I mean, I, I like it. And if Jacksonville's defense can return to what it was, if Marquise Lee can return and do well for Foles, I don't, I, there's no reason I don't th- think that they can return to the playoffs next year. Well, and that was the biggest downfall for Blake Bortles in Jacksonville this year. Blake Bortles is not a great quarterback. He's a guy who can win you some ball games with the right pieces around him. He probably still has a future in the NFL. He's released, and he'll have a shot with some other team. I think there would be... Some teams that would probably be okay with having him. I would think of the Dolphins, but apparently they're interested in Terod Taylor. Uh, I could think I'm thinking of Buffalo. Yeah. I was thinking Buffalo. Yeah. Just about to say them because Josh Allen doesn't look like he's going to pan out up there. And <laughs> I, I just well, I just feel like Blake Bortles and Josh Allen are so like similar with their with their size and like everything Josh Allen does is just like slightly better than Blake Bortles, right? In terms of accuracy, strength, size, and speed, right? And so. he's younger. Yeah, and, and he's younger, so he's just a better version of uh, Blake Bortles, but they both fit in the, that system, and Blake Bortles can sort of mentor Josh Allen, who, you know, isn't the best when it comes to social media and stuff on, like, how to withstand, you know, the pressure and a lot of hate, because, you know, Blake is used to that. I tell you what, I mean, he can win games, and he put up similar numbers to last year when he went to the AFC title game, but the Jacksonville defense just wasn't what it was. They weren't getting those turnovers like they used to, and that ended up being what caused Blake Bortles' downfall. I like Nick Foles, and I'm rooting for him. I hope this works out, but I don't know, to be honest with you, how much of an upgrade he is over Blake Bortles. That's that's weird to say, considering what they've done in the last year, year and a half or so. But I don't know. When you take away the intangibles, you take away the defenses around them, and you just put them into one system, I don't know how much better Nick Foles is over Blake Bortles. I will say I think the change at the, change at the position is really, really, really good for the Jaguars team just because when you have a guy like Blake Bortles and you, feel like, and you could tell the defense was sort of feeling like, hey, we're doing our job, win us some games, right? So when you get that kind of guy in a locker room and it's like, we're doing our job, help us out, but he can't for the most part, it, it brings the whole demeanor down. Now you bring a guy like Nick Foles, who the Eagles players have said constantly he's a great leader in the locker room and stuff like that. I think it, I think it could work wonders. I do think it's a good move. I think it was the right move to bring him there. Is it an upgrade at the quarterback position? Absolutely it is, especially when you consider John Filippo is the offensive coordinator there, and you're going to reunite him with Nick Foles. It just worries me the contract that he got and fans' expectations for this season will be because Nick Foles isn't going to make them a contender. They're probably not even going to win the division. No, I, I well... The hot take, but I think the AFC South is the toughest division in football right now. I think any one of those teams could win could win that division. Yeah, could be. Yeah, I mean, the Tennessee Titans are a good ball club. I think I think Marcus Mariota is sort of toward the end of his like life as Tennessee's starter. He needs to show he can win something. But I mean, any one of those teams, Houston with Deshaun Watson, Andrew Luck and the Colts, that stifling Jacksonville defense, and of course the Titans. I mean. It's deep. There's no standout team, but I think any one of them could pull something out. What do you think, Rachel? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. I'm so <laughs> iffy with Nick Foles. Like, obviously, I want nothing but the best for right. him, but I just don't know how consistent 
of a quarterback he's going to be. Mm-hmm. I just think it's going to take him a bit to win some games. He's been great in a relief role with Philadelphia, but trying to make a reliever a starting pitcher doesn't always work, and that's what concerns me with Foles. I am rooting for him, though. I'm hoping things do work out for him down there. I'm rooting for Blake Bortles, too. I am, too. I wonder where he's going to land. He can still play somewhere, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He'll still play. I mean, Nathan Peterman got a job, so. (laughs) How long till he gives it up and goes to the AAF? Nathan Biederman? Yeah. Huh. Six hours? <laughs> what even? Sorry. No, never mind. I'm going to get distracted. I won't even say no, it. No, that's all right. I was going to say, do people watch the AAF or whatever? I I've did. Turned, I've turned it on yeah. a few times. It's not as bad as big, you thought yeah. it might be. If you're a big enough football fan. I mean, because one of someone... watch college football. That's, a, that's just a lesser form of the NFL. In well, terms see, of I don't talent. really like, go out of my way to watch football in a way. But one of my friends from high school is like on one of the AAF teams. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. I think he's like a tight end, I think. Wow. Yeah. Okay. He played at Buffalo with Khalil Mack, actually. Did he really? Yeah. Okay. I wonder, you know, where the AAF is going to be here in a few years and everything, because I kind of like the, it's, you know, they, they is know it it's indoor football. League. No, 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 that's no. the AFL. <laughs> How many leagues are there? <laughs> There's the, well, is the XFL a thing yet? Not yet. One more season. Ah, and that's all I think it's going to be around. For. I just want to see. I just. I hope Blake Bortles goes there and he gets tackled by Tim Tebow because <laughs> that'd be awesome to see. I hope Johnny Manziel comes to the AAF and takes him to a championship. Everywhere Johnny Manziel has gone, it's been. A, I love a how I, you know what's going on with Johnny Manziel because it always is in the news. <laughs> I live for it. Is, is he, he his wife? Is he at a marathon? Is he your NFL version of LeBron James? You're just tired of hearing about him. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you say about his wife? Uh, his wife got caught cheating in a half marathon a couple weeks ago. Who? What? Yeah. You guys didn't see that? That was a no. topic here on the sports Wait, pen. What? Thanks for Wait, listening. Are we talking about Tim Tebow? No, we're talking about Johnny Manziel's He's wife. He's married? Yeah. Oh, I didn't want to. Tim Tebow's wife, Tim Tebow's wife would, would, never, yeah. would never cheat in a half marathon. What? Did she just like kiss someone else in the, when she no. was running? No, 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 no. She cheated at the race. <laughs> Rachel. Oh, Rachel. I thought you... It's her last week of work, everyone. I She's thought you checked meant out. she cheated on him <laughs> during a half marathon. Oh, no, she. This uh, sees where my head is. Oh. It, it took her about ninety minutes to get to the halfway point. Is where they clocked her. She finished the race, the second half, in twenty-seven minutes. Oh, she's fast. Hey, she's she's pretty endurance. fast. She's got some endurance. Um, <laughs> she's an Instagram model. She's in shape. How many episodes of The Bachelor oh, have you been watching lately, Rachel? I'm sorry. I actually have to catch up on last night. Is Colton still in it? That's the only one I know. Yeah, he's a Bachelor. Oh, okay. He's the one picking the girls. Well, I don't watch the show. Well, they forced me it's to watch it at the station. It's so. very good. Oh, well, it's Michael. on ABC, so. Well, yeah. Uh, no, <laughs> not a Bachelor guy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you should. I'm just saying. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, maybe. You gave Game of Thrones a try, so. Yeah. And she liked it, I is know. the thing. I know, yeah, so maybe I should, like, repay. But, I, I mean, I don't know. I bought, I bought her Red Lobster Cheddar Biscuits, so I feel like True. that was that was repayment enough. <laughs> Rachel Zerby and John Michael Hoefling with us. We owe you another timeout. When we come back, Le'Veon Bell will be the crown jewel to this free agency offseason. Where does he go? Where should he go? Next in the Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen. Weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. Tanner Hoops, Rachel Zerby, and John Michael Hoefling with you. 
Starting your last segment ever, Rachel. Oh, this is sad, Tanner. It is sad. Do you have tissues? No. Oh, I might start crying. Yeah, well, I'm. you're out of luck. I don't have any in here. Oh. <laughs> what kind of friend you are. We have got sports takes. Some of them good, some of them probably not. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, though, still yet to sign with the team. All the madness that was going on yesterday, all the craziness, names flying around. He did not get signed. He's still out there. Who should sign him? If well, you can come up with a list, who should it be? Derek Carr followed him on Instagram, mm. so I think he's going to go to the Raiders. You think so? He's obviously really good friends with Antonio Brown. I mean, Antonio Brown defended him when Le'Veon Bell chose to sit, sit out and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, And I, I think Le'Veon has ties to Oakland. I mean, like a lot of players have ties to Oakland and stuff like that. So I don't think it's out of the question, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't say they're the four... The, the front for runner right now. You know, when you were saying earlier, you were kind of cheering on the Jets for you know winning a deal with the Raiders. I'm I'm not a Jets fan, but I'll put on a Jets hat for just a moment and do it, do it, go out and get him, go you out know, and get Le'Veon. I am 100 percent on board with that. Yeah, pay it, the pay the price. Sam Darnold <laughs> is your future, right? Yeah, <laughs> give him somebody to work with. Right. Not Robbie Anderson. No. Not Jermaine oh, Curse. No, hate. Don't hate on Robbie Anderson. <laughs> no, I don't hate. I, he helped me win my fantasy league two years ago. I'm not going to hate on him. I didn't draft Go Robbie out. Anderson. No, no, I didn't draft him. Oh, okay. I, uh, picked him up. Uh, that's what wins you your leagues is your waiver wire pickups. And, like Adam Thielen two years ago. Oh, he won everybody's league. You think anybody drafted Adam mm-hmm. Thielen? But, I mean. No, that was Doug Martin for me this year. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> I'm not going to hate on Robbie, but. Thank to you. say the least, Isaiah Crowell, Robbie Anderson, and who? Austin Safarian Jenkins? He's a tight end, but yeah. Yeah. They're not going to be an elite group of tools to help a young quarterback. <laughs> like, even Josh Allen has LaShawn McCoy, and he had Kelvin Benjamin for a little bit. But mm-hmm. Sam Darnold doesn't have that. The Jets are one of my top three that should get him. And I think they should spend the money to do it. I know it's going to cost a lot. They're going to have to break the bank for it. But I think he's worth it. You saw the Bears do that with Khalil Mack, and you wonder how often one guy can change, uh, whether it's the offense or the defense that he's on. Very rarely does that happen, but Khalil Mack is the type of guy who can do it. And he did do it with Chicago. I still think Le'Veon could be that kind of guy with New York. Plus, you just got to give the fans something to be excited about. Because right now, their most exciting player is Sam Darnold. Nothing against yeah. Sam, but come on. He's not no. that exciting. He's not exciting at all. Okay, yeah. I was saying that just because <laughs> Michael was here, but well, yeah, I'm not you, a... Okay, hold up. Why don't you guys think he's exciting? Like, like uh, I didn't I, like him in college, to be honest with you. Like, 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 in the same sort of sense, Like, do you think Tom Brady's exciting? Yeah. More than Sam Darnold. Well, why is that the case, though? Because the, the, He's fun to watch. He wins. Why, why is he, well, because he wins. Because okay. he's good. <laughs> No, I mean, but, like, Sam Darnold has the same sort of feel to him, I, I, I feel like. It's just, like, they, they Sam Darnold is a little more athletic and rolls outside the pocket a little more often. And he's not, a good, he's not as good at the line. But just in terms of, like, play style, personality-wise, I feel like they're very, very, very similar. I saw Notre Dame thrash him his last year at USC, and that's when I knew this kid is not going to translate to the NFL. He should have went pro the year before that. I agree. That was his peak year. Yeah, I, I agree with that one. So the Jets are one team, I think, should spend the money to get Le'Veon Bell. The other isn't being talked about a lot, 
But I think the Eagles should go after him. I really do. I think Philadelphia needs to spend the money to do it because running back was a position they were really struggling at last year. They went through like five guys. Who knows what Jay Jai is going to be like when he comes back from injury this year. They won the Super Bowl with a committee. Why, why would they change to a feature back role now? If you can get a feature back, you don't need to use a committee to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, but, I mean, the Patriots have built a dynasty. When was the last time they had a feature back? That's the Patriots, though. I know, I know, but I'm, I'm there's like, only one dynasty lot, like that. I mean, a, a lot of the most prolific offenses, like even in the playoffs, the Rams went C.J. Anderson and Todd Gurley, and then you have the Saints with Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram. The Jets have Isaiah Crowell and uh, Elijah McGuire and Bilal Powell, but none of them are near the same level as uh, any of the guys in the other ones, like Sony Michelle and James White, miles ahead of anybody on the Jets. Uh, Todd Gurley, even C.J. Anderson. I think C.J. Anderson is one of those guys who you constantly look at his stats and you're like, oh, he's elite. But then you're like, oh, but he gets injured all the time. So if you have one of those guys, I think going committee is always going to be is always going to be best. And I think Jay Ajayi is one of those guys. But the thing is, they do still have those guys. If they get a guy like Le'Veon Bell, they'll still have the secondary back, a guy like Smallwood but that they can Bell go in committee with. Yeah, Josh Adams out of Notre Dame has had a pretty nice rookie season. Yeah, but now. Le'Veon Bell just sat out an entire season because he was unhappy with his situation. If he doesn't get playing time, do you think that that's going to happen again? Believe it or not, a lot of, just going off of my Twitter timeline, a lot of people don't really want Le'Veon Bell. I, I wouldn't blame him. In is, Philly. Is, it, is it a personality thing? I don't know. I didn't really look too into it, but they're just saying that he wouldn't be a good fit. I think he would do well with Philadelphia, but, you know, not a lot of people do think that. Here's the team that I really think they should look into signing Le'Veon Bell. And I'm kind of conflicted on this because I think there's reasons they should and they shouldn't, and that's the Indianapolis Colts, because they're building something really special there. They're in win-now mode, and they might be one key piece away from the Super Bowl. They've got the most cap space of any team in the NFL. I thought they should have went out and got Antonio Brown, too, because they have the money to do it. The argument is that Max started coming on really well for them toward the end of last season, and he's younger and he's cheaper than Le'Veon Bell is. And, you know, he's he's done fine and everything. He's not quite Le'Veon Bell, but you got the money to go and get Le'Veon Bell and upgrade at the running back position. You can keep Mac too, keep him around, but I think that would make a lot of sense to get him there, and I think that would be enough to make them a Super Bowl contender. I think it could be good. Yeah. I mean, their offensive line is good enough to support Bell now. Um I do like Naheem Hines, though, working behind Mar- I do Marlon, too. Mack, Marlon Mack a little bit. There's a lot to like and about I, him. I feel like with how strong this free agent market is for cornerback and safety, I think getting those would be a more pivotal part to the Colts' success. I did a whole thing on Le'Veon Bell. like a, I wrote an article about how I don't think he's actually worth the price tag. But I, I, I would agree that I think he'd be a good fit with the Colts. But that being said, you've got to keep Marlon Mack in the fold. You have to have to he was too good last season and he earned that mm-hmm. I don't know that I I don't know where I stand on Le'Veon's salary I know you don't want to pay a running back quarterback money but at the same point if anybody's earned it I feel like he has just based on his performance on the field he's I mean he's been behind the best offensive line of the last 10 years well, you got to give that yeah factor I mean, in that and as then, well and then you take into account the past six years the team has done better in rush yards per game pass yards per game uh, not rush yards per game, but pass yards per game, total yards per game, point differential, time of possession. Um, what else was there? The red zone, per- red zone touchdown percentage. They're better without Le'Veon Bell. All of those th- third down percentage. They're better without Le'Veon Bell. 
the, it gets to the point when you look at the constant numbers with D'Angelo Williams and James Conner now. They're, they've been better without him. And yeah, in terms, and even record, win-loss record, they've been better without Le'Veon Bell. So at what point do you say, you know, what he's do, been good. What do you good. mean by win-loss record? Like, because they didn't make the playoffs this year. They didn't, but in ter- in over the past six years, their win percentage as a team is better without Le'Veon Bell. Where do you think he should go? You know, I have no idea. Uh, I to be honest, I'm looking at uh, if I were a GM, I would be looking to build smaller pieces uh, or go after one of the free agents because I feel like Earl Thomas still has several good years left. Haha Clinton Dix has several good years left. Uh, even Kenny Vaccaro, who's a free agent now. I'm not... I think the age of the running back is coming to an end because of all these committees and just how big the pass has gotten. Uh, personally, I I think he should go to some someplace like Buffalo because LaShawn McCoy's getting old and stuff like that. I don't really know. I've never. I haven't really thought about Le'Veon Bell much. Tell you what, you brought up the Packers. Uh, they get a big free agent signing with Amos coming over at the safety mm-hmm. spot. Uh, the Lions' defense continues to get better with Trey Flowers. Uh, they get Danny Amendola as well. I think both these area teams are area fans of local football. They got to be pretty happy with how this free agency period is going. Agree I was not? laughing at all the, the Detroit Patriots. Oh, yeah. That's actually got a nice ring to it. Eric Ebron didn't like it. They're becoming the Oakland A's of <laughs> the NFL. Uh, yeah, I tell you what. Uh, I think all good signings for uh, the local teams here. Packers are going to be happy with it. And then they get Preston, a really good edge rusher. Seems to take them out of the D Ford running. He might be one of those other free agents that could be a crown jewel for some team's mm-hmm. defense. Any team mm-hmm. that would be a good fit for D Ford? I think the Packers the Packers are a defense away. Like as long as you have Aaron Rodgers, you're a defense away from winning a championship. And the best way to win, the best way to build a defense is from your front seven up. So, but they just got pressed in today. Do you think they can get both of them? Didn't they also get Zadarius? Yeah. Zadarius, I like Zadarius. Yeah. I think they might be set up front on the defensive line, especially when Mike Daniels is going to come back. You can never have too much pass rushing, though. That's true, but I, I mean, don't know the, that they the, have the cap to get D Ford then. Hmm. That would be my only concern with that. I don't know that D Ford's going to go to Green Bay, but I don't. I don't know if he would either. There's a lot of teams that would like him. Yeah, and that's what I'm trying to figure out: is who is looking for a good edge rusher. That's what we're going to have to think about here over the uh, over the course of the next week or so. Whenever I see you again, I won't see Rachel, but I'll see Stop. you again. <laughs> uh, I mean, what team is a pass rush away from contending? Tennessee Titans have one. No. Uh, I mean, Rams don't have the cap to do it, and they already have no. enough on the defensive line. Yeah, and they just got Eric Weddle. Yep. Eric Weddle's a good blitzing safety. Cleveland is stacking up their defensive line. Yeah, but you build around you build around Miles Garrett. Right? No, no, I'm not saying Cleveland should do it. Oh, I'm saying yeah. they they built up their defensive line, or they are doing it right maybe, now. Maybe I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe Pittsburgh could be. Now that I think about it, could be a good fit. Yeah, I don't know. Having I haven't looked much in the free agency. I've, I've like as a Niners fan, I, the Niners yeah. need, the Niners need a quarterback, uh, a cornerback, excuse me, and a safety. And those are two huge markets, so I've been focusing in on those. But Tell you what, 
we're coming to the end of the segment. Don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sad. I'm not good at goodbyes, Tanner. Oh, I know. Uh, I guess you're just going to have to I'm take up your job up. again. Yeah, you probably will. You probably should. This is a sad day. It you is should, a sad you day. You should call into the show and pretend to be some disgruntled fan. Every Wednesday. Oh, maybe once in a while we'll call into Philadelphia, <laughs> wherever you end up landing after this, and we'll get you when back the on the When the Sixers win the NBA championship, you can call me while oh, I'm parading stop. down Wall Street or the Philadelphia Phillies. Can, can we call you when Bryce Harper hits 2.30? Oh, relax. <laughs> <laughs> Did you buy your jersey yet? No, but I have the, the two hats. You do have the nice... You always have a Philly hat when you came in. Or come in. Because they're like the only ones I know. Or I, the only ones I have. I wouldn't blame you. Baseball I, blame you. I do have a Michigan State one, but then everyone comes up to me and they're like, oh yeah, like go green or talk to me about Michigan State. And I'm like, Go green, yeah, go white. I don't really know. And you're like... <laughs> I kind of just bought the hat because I went down there once, so... Welcome yeah. to the Izone. Yeah. We're about to enter the Izone. It's March. Huh? It's March yeah. Madness. Oh yeah, doesn't it... People say it goes like January, February, Izzo. That used to be a popular selling shirt, and they haven't done so well in the tournament oh, yeah. the last couple of years. Maybe they get it back this year. Maybe. Maybe they get that Maybe. swagger going again. I mean, we'll see. Yeah, I would expect them to. They don't want to turn into Gonzaga or something. No. No. Once again, John Michael Hofling, Rachel Zerby with us. And uh, again, Rachel is <laughs> taking her talents elsewhere. She's been a friend of the show for a long time. It's been a lot of fun working with you and getting to know you over the last six months. Thanks for being yeah. here. Wherever you go, you're going to do great <laughs> things, and we'll look forward to following your career. Thank you, Tanner. I appreciate it. It's been fun. Thanks for not kicking me off there. Make sure that you sign the, the banner. Did you already sign it? I already it? signed. You did? I signed my first time I was on. I think I don't think that's allowed. I think you have to Then you can yell at Blake. Time. Okay, I'll, I'll yell at Blake. <laughs> that's it for us in the sports pen on ESPN, UPWZAM, Ishpeming Marquette.